it's it's me. It's it's Darth Zero. Hey, I'm here. Everybody cheer. Whoa, Darth Camjentes. Hey. And Dark Rithis. Oh God. <laughs> we already fumbled. We already fumbled. The death sticks come in hard. It just hit. Like it just hit. My brain went completely just. <laughs> Yeah, Darth Rictus. Welcome to the dark stream. I promise you it's going to be more like more that. like the dork stream, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good God. Anyway, uh, the new Friction set is out, and people are having fun trying all sorts of things. So, first and foremost, let's start with uh, Poison Ivy, the venerated Rot Priest, Ivy, Gleeful Spell Thief, uh, Storm Chaser Drake, Abomination that everybody wants to work because they want a combo deck in standard, and that's the Everyone closest thing we've had. Back. Yeah. Poison it seems fine. I don't know. Deck super glass cannon. Tried it out on the ladder. Couldn't find a build I loved. Uh, there's the problem is it, it it's like you can just draw the wrong half of the deck, right? You get like 16 creatures that work out well, but individually none of them are all that impressive. And then you have somewhere between 16 and 20 spells that are there to protect them while giving poison counters, but only if you have the rot priest and you don't have a way to search for the rot priest. Toxic sure isn't infect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh. It Damn well should be. Yeah. It it just ain't what it what it should be. So I don't know. Poison Ivy, I'm I'm calling that uh, a move on and try something else because that is not strong enough in my opinion, unless we get into a really weird format with nothing I but walkers. Th I think there might be a, a version of it worth trying that's instead of just being combo-y, just grindy or mid-rangey. Okay, it's a bunch of proliferate and I give you poison. I could see maybe inevitability. Maybe a green white version with like Illuminator Virtuoso and that Skrelv uh, to protect because it also gives Toxic, which would be interesting with Virtuoso. Like maybe something like that. I don't know. I, I haven't tried constructed yet. I've only drafted so far. The sure. Toxic in draft has been interesting because there's so many things that, you know, die and crap out those mites. Right that are the one ones can't block toxic one. Yeah. Yeah. And you wind up kind of with incidental mites and you're doing regular combat stuff and they just kind of get through here and there. <coughs> and if sure. they're not going to get through, you just hold them back. They can't block whatever. So they just sort of sit in reserve and do nothing. But the, the minute you have regular combat that people have to engage in, they're sort of like, do I stop this mite? and take three or do I engage in real, you know, blocking and this thing just gets through mm. and there's enough incidental proliferate stuff just attached to all kinds of utility that it, it creates an interesting tension in the game where you're down at, you know, both players will be down at single digit life totals and have seven to nine poison counters. Right. And it just creates another avenue to win or lose the game. Like, everybody's got some amount of poison in draft, it seems like. You wind up with one or two cards that can do it. Yeah. But if it were a standard deck and you were going to try and take advantage of that, I could see how it would work. Where these cards that just do the incidental effect, but also, you know, here's a poison and here's a proliferate and this drops a mite and it's, you know, going to tag you here and there. You could wind up in these situations where, like, an aggro deck just works and it gets there. Or the aggro deck gets kind of confounded, but poison becomes the reach. Okay. That's okay. kind of where I was wondering if you go the mid-range, if it just becomes an incidental backup. Maybe. Seems like good mid-range insurance. Maybe. For me, I, I guess when I look at Poison Ivy, I see that as like the obvious avenue that people have started with. Because there are certain flagship cards that you just try to make work at the beginning. And those, those are never the decks I'm most intrigued by. What I've been very intrigued by are the decks that get formed to deal with these. And there's a new blue-white deck on the block that was fascinating to me. It's uh, Teferi Slows the Sunset Bankbuster deck. But now that white has Laydown Arms and Ossification, it uh, empties its own hand as quickly as possible so that you can max value on like Sunset Revelries. And it keeps all these aggro decks just completely fucked. Because how are you going to power punch through like all this anti-aggro shit? And in the meantime, if you're not aggro, they're still going to beat you out with bankbusters and card advantage off that into fairies. And then go bigger with uh, the Eternal Wanderer, which I think is the best Planeswalker out of this new set. I don't know if anybody's messed with that one yet, but uh, I've seen it in action three or four times now. And it is just 
insane to try to deal with it. It's it's damn near impossible to kill that thing. It looks good. Uh, the only planeswalker I've messed with so far is Kaya. I drafted it twice. And it's nuts. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm curious if we get into a format that just goes bigger and bigger, and then we get like mono blue back because everybody's trying to go bigger with these walkers. You know what I mean? Standard is your baby. I'll believe you. <laughs> Standard gets weird with when poison's back though. Right. Then, like the game, it's, it's like, a, I don't know, Willy Wonka's Funhouse kind of a thing where nothing really works the way it's supposed to. And paradigms of like control, mid-range, whatever. When there's an alternate win condition that every color, every deck has access to, things can get wonky. Well, it's it's a standard that has never had better removal, in my opinion. We have the functional reprints of swords to plowshares. We've got an ossification, which has been, God, that, that card is amazing. Uh, if you haven't messed with that, the ability for that to hit walkers is just wild and exactly what White has been trying to find for a long time. And you, you put it onto basics, which means Field of Ruins doesn't do shit. Like, there's no way to blow up those stupid lands. Although it is making Invoke Despair even better. It does. Oopsie it does. Daisy. It does. Although Farewell's pretty good with it, too, or against it. Farewell's good against it. Invoke, not great against that deck because they actually layer the enchantments uh, so heavily between Wedding Announcement and that, and in many cases, Restoration of a Ganjo, that it, Invokes don't always hit what you want them to hit. You know what I mean? You, you get into that uh, browbeat punisher mechanic side of Invoke. Wait, will we get to a point where, because I believe there's a Back to Nature or Back to Nature-like card in Standard right now. Mm-hmm. Just that blows up all enchantments. Will we get to that point where that could see play? I don't think so because we don't have an enchantress deck. We just have white control based decks with 12 enchantments. But all it needs to do is be a two for one. Yeah, that's, that's all it needs to do. I don't know that that's true anymore because Bankbuster is everywhere. And Bankbuster is a three for one and then some. And these decks run four of them and then just the best removal. And they play this grindy game that just relies on Bankbuster's draw engine. And let's play all the removal and then let's finish it off with a walker that's untouchable with Kaya. Or let's go with, you know, Eternal Wanderers. Maybe we go into the Indestructibles with the new white Indestructible What is our card. Enchantment Sweeper? Do we even have one? Enchantment Sweeper? Yeah. Farewell. Oh, that's it? Uh, there's there's there a, a green one probably. Bird. Yeah. There's probably a green one somewhere. I, really I think there's a two casting cost one that might actually just be back to nature. But other than I'm that, it's Farewell. Sure. I, I think that's it. Um See, there's a new creature that I think it's a new Thalid that it sacrifices to kill an enchantment. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, the cantankerous whatever thing. Yeah, it, it sacks Three, to disenchant or proliferate. Yeah, that seems interesting. It's, it looks. I mean, it's um, just straight up good. The stats are good. Yeah. And that, that that Tivar thing brings it back. Of course, you can copy it with your Kiki Jiki thing, and Tivar makes Kiki Jiki happen like right as soon as it flips because it has haste for its copy ability. Tivar pulls back the the, the blood, blood tithe. tithe motherfucker, like Tivar with what's that red vampire that has it enters the battlefield and you can pay three mana and start snap casting shit. Blood tithe. No, not that, blood tithe. Yeah, it is blood tithe adversary, not harvester. Oh, adversary, whatever. Yeah, so the adversary. But if Tivar's already down, the adversary's already in the graveyard. This this isn't like a five mana thing. It's a three mana thing. Same with the other adversaries too which tainted the black ones also relevant for this discussion. Wow. Wait, the, uh, John looks sick. John yeah, looks that's... really good. Cause it also got Copperline Gorge and black leaf cliffs <laughs> and it's curve just went way down. I haven't finished figuring out what John's supposed to look like, but those are the cards I'm looking at like fable, all the adversaries that are in those colors. And then of course, blood tithe harvester and Tivar is the most important card out of the set, in my opinion. <laughs> it is changing older All formats. Creatures. I mean, Hermit Druid is a card in Vintage again for the, the first time. Walker is really good. Weird. Yeah, just, man, how did anyone... The, the fact that it made a Vintage deck potentially viable again is what tells me it's the biggest deal out of the set. You know, like, Shieldred made an impact in Vintage. It's in Doomsday Sideboards, and rightfully mm -hmm. so. Uh, Tivar is bring, trying to bring back Hermit Druid and may but, bring yeah, back other shit. I don't know if it's... I'm, I'm sure that it, it's got potential to, but I think it's going to prove to be a deck that's... Oops, surprise. Now we figure out, okay. Yeah, I mean... I, that's a lot of... Like, you've got to have Tivar that no one messes with. So you play Hermit Druid and activate it. That's your plan. Someone can interrupt you activating it. They'd have to have a stifle, something like that. But that's yeah. still a lot of mana investment. It is, but this is also a format with Black Lotus and Moxon. There's a lot of free mana to be had. 
technically you could do it turn one, but it's still suffering from the same glass cannony things. Of, so it just loses to force of will or force of negation. Yes, yeah, it does. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a question of whether or not there's going to be the right shell for it. But if if they find the right shell, I'll be very curious. And I'm I don't know. I'm keeping track and seeing what all these vintage people are trying out with it because mm-hmm. you know it's vintage. You don't get that many new decks in vintage. Yes, you do. I mean, we've been able Initiative, to brew some baby. stuff. <laughs> All right, I just checked. Uh, in standard, the only other enchantment sweeper other than farewell is the green thing that blows up artifacts and enchantments for four mana and gives people two two bears for them. There we go. Well, that doesn't seem great. The bears are back. Oh god, fade from history, fade from history. That's what yeah, yeah, fade from history. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to be the the way to go. Pretty much ever. I mean, we're I played in historic. <laughs> Fucking course you did. Oh my god. Uh, anyway, um, other things worth noting. Esper Legends got a lot better because of Skrelv being around. Uh, they finally have a one-drop legend that's highly relevant. It's the mother of runes for that deck. And they got those indestructible four drops uh, in white. And I think there's another one in black that may or may not end up being relevant. But the white one definitely is because it uh, turns Wedding Announcement and Bankbuster into kind of nuts because it doubles out all the tokens that they shit out. So you, you really move forward quickly, and that indestructible counter isn't too shabby either, depending on what you're playing against. Is five-color legends something that might be completely viable now? I'll have to ask. Uh, there's a play- yeah, there's a player called uh, Noble Murloc. Yeah. And every time he plays in these tournaments on Sundays, he plays weird-ass brews, and he played a Jota deck about a month and a half ago. And I remember him saying, like, it was close, but it wasn't quite there. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> and, like, maybe it is now. Maybe Jota can be a thing, finally. Which would be fucking sweet. Because you know what else that deck would play? Huh. Tivar. Everything? Yeah. <laughs> play what? <clears throat> it play Tivar. Oh, shit, it would. Uh-huh. <laughs> maybe even that sweet new Atraxa. Yeah. Damn. There's so many legends in this new set. I love it. There's so much... So much silliness to be done. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Don't forget, we have an artifact that you can tap legends to untap it and get more mana yep. with. Coalition Relic? Which, yeah. Not co- Coalition. Or whatever it is. Something like that. It is Coalition something, something, something. Whatever. Yeah. Three mana, mana rock, tap for anything. Tap a legend to untap. It's like Honor Worn Shaku, but it isn't legendary, and it makes any color. Yes. So way better. Way better. Huge upgrade. It, it, gives, it gives all of your spells... Convoke for legends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Which in a Jota deck would be quite something. At the bare minimum, Esper Legends, I think, is going to be a real contender moving forward in standard. It curves beautifully. Like, I got to see the curve where they went uh, Skrell and Dilutive, or no, Skrell, Thalia, Rafine, Shieldred. And I was like, oh my God, I can't even kill any of these because the Skrell's just sitting there. Like there's there's no way to kill it, and it all costs more, and also I'm dead right now. And that's a very easy curve to have because the deck now has Seachrome Coast too, so the mana got faster and it got better. It's it's wild. So I'm I'm very curious to see how far that deck goes. But and to the moon, Dark Slick Diamond Chance. I don't know if Dark Slick Shores is in. I didn't it check. Is. It is. It oh is. my it is. god! I, I just drafted it. Are in. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that deck got so much better. It got all the fast lands that it didn't used to. It used to just have to like time walk itself most games. And now it doesn't. That's wild because it can curve at four now. Like Shieldred can be the top end. You don't have to go into AO. You don't have to go higher anymore. You can just stop at Shieldred. There are enough legends now. It actually plays that uh, Kniver that nobody was playing out of uh, Capenna. It was like the 3-1 Kniver that's not the bounce your shit back. It's the good old fuckface. Not the one that bounces your shit back though. This is the one that you connive, and then whenever you discard a card, yeah, you put it under it. The guy with the face. <laughs> sure. And when it dies, you get all those cards back, but that card gets oh, yeah, absurd yeah, yeah. with Rafine oh, because yeah. you discard all these cards right into it, and then yes. whenever it dies, you people, just get all of that shit. People combined together a lot at the beginning, and then they realized there were better choices. There were before we got faster lands and Skrelves <laughs> and the ability to just be aggressive with this I deck. I don't want no Skrelves. Right. Like, <laughs> card that can't get no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? Anyway, the Esper Legends, I think it's got merit to it. I really do. Um, it might be riding out the passenger side of its best friend ride, trying to holler at standard. It's 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 not even all the way through week one. Yep, I'm gonna. I'm very gonna, confident I'm with people these conclusions. Are way excited like about getting in. to do this. Yeah, they're seeing opportunity, but a lot of these seem like 
what was it about that it was missing before that it got now that makes it suddenly viable again? Because I'm not seeing it. Skrelv. That's that's it. That's Skrelv and Fastlands. That's all you enough. needed. That's a huge okay. upgrade for that deck. If that's all it needed, then okay. That's I I felt that it needed. This is like more the upgrade phase of the new format. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen like the brand new shit phase yet. I know they have to, the I'm rotation. Going to build green, black, toxic stuff because that forecasting costs. Uh, I forgot the name of it. Two four toxic two. Uh, whenever you, whenever your opponent would uh, get a poison counter, they get additional poison counter. I don't know that one. It's a creature. I, I drafted it just this last time. Was where I got the idea. I'm like, whoa, this is stupid. All right, let's push over to draft and talk about it for a moment. <laughs> you, you guys have been drafting quite a bit. I've, I've done like three drafts while I was uh, on death sticks, and just only one went well. Yeah, that sounds about right. I've done like yeah. three or four. What have you guys noticed for trends so far? Black is in everything. It is the strongest color by far that everyone's shooting for. It will disappear quickly. Black is in high <laughs> demand. Removal is not very good. Unless you get the white removal, but it's enchantment based and it's so easy to get rid of it. Uh, there's a blue... Like uh, ossification is probably like awesome and standard or whatever, but it's okay in draft. That makes sense. There's that uh, tuna green sorcery that blows up artifacts and enchantments and creatures with flying and proliferates if they were three CC or less. And there's no reason not to run one or two of those in the main currently. Something I've been, so I, I wound up pack one, pick one with Kaya, my first two drafts in a row. Well, <laughs> all right. Right. Okay, I'm leaning into this. You know? um, too shabby. Yeah, so the black, I just grabbed it where I could, but the white, I just got all kinds of shit. And I noticed that the, the one, one that looks like a fucking nightmare fuel one one toxic for one and it dies and you get a mite yes yes crawling or something crawling nightmare fuel yeah um it looks like a bunch of melted baby faces or something this set is horrifying i love it because phyrexian yeah. is horrifying right? like all these things are just made out Absolute, of teeth and shit yeah. anyway it's awesome it's just like... But Stone Coil Serpent is the thing we had to make sure they didn't get the printing of. Hellraiser shit. <laughs> Look, there were, I swear there... I mean, there was a butt that people had problems with for Year on Wrath of God, you know. I got off track real quick, though. So, like, if you <laughs> if you get that early on the player on the draw, yeah. if you can push yeah. that through and, and get to your corrupted really yeah. fast with free poison counters, yeah, it's it's like playing the game on, on easy mode. Yes. Your cards all get so much better. Something that enables that really well that curves is pretty easy to do is one of those into there's a two two common you have its first strike on your turn and it has toxic one something duelist right so you can get one or the other of those on turn one or turn two or if both if you're lucky yeah and you I've seen over and over and been able to grab this card that it's an artifact creature it's got toxic one it's one four for white two enters the battlefield and eg exiles a creature opponent controls CMC three or less until it leaves. Also exiles the artifact of CMC three or less. Yeah. They might do that too. I've always hit creatures with it, but like I, I kept having the start where it's toxic creature, toxic creature. And then they set up a blocker. I get rid of the blocker and now they're infected or they're corrupted. And like all my cards are way better now. And they're just way the fuck behind, even though they're probably like 17 or 16 life. Annex Sentry is the name of the three drop, I believe. And I, I agree with you. This is something the pros were talking about going into this weekend because the Pro Tour is about to be here. And I think it's Pioneer and Draft is this one. Well, it's always, mi it's always mixed for us. So you always have Pioneer draft real slow. And at first I just heard the pie part and I was like, what? Yeah. They're giving them pie? I guess that's something. <laughs> Dude, pie sounds good. Like a cherry is pie sounds good. Is that like the good. pizza party for the pros? The Wizards <laughs> is like, oh, you know, it's, uh, I know you guys had to work extra hard for even less, but pie? I actually... Also, I, Hall of Famers not invited to the pizza party. <laughs> I, I actually, all the Pro Tours used to have that. It was great. There was the mixer and food things beforehand. What? Yeah. They we, didn't have that shit when I went. Oh, you, it, you didn't get that? No, they handed me like three packs and oh. they're like, you can buy your playmat over there. Dude, the, in Spain, in Spain we like, even what? had champagne. Fuck no, man. They just handed me like packs every time I walked in the door, which was cool. I ended up with like 18 oh, packs that way. I'm sorry you missed out. There was there was like buffet food and well, shit. This, this kind of like goes into the that new Bank of America stuff, right? You know what? We might as well address it. Yeah. This is the <laughs> second article that they've put out where the Bank of America wow. analyst is projecting a 29% stock loss. Good. For Hasbro. Good. As a direct result of over monetizing Dungeons and Dragons and over monetizing Magic the Gathering. And alienating the uh, the loyal fan base that the brand established over decades, it's it's just so awesome to to 
see somebody who goes in and breaks it down. Like all these conversations people have been having for years of like, why is Wizards doing this? It doesn't even make sense financially. Right. And they're just chasing one quarter as if it's the end of the world. And the fucking financial analyst in, in that Bank of America article said the same fucking thing. Yep. They treat every quarter like that's all there is and burn through all this goodwill and then expect to just turn it around the next quarter and they crank up all the products and fuck everyone harder. Yeah. Yep. They're, they're treating it like they're a meth addict, like a drug dealer who's about to blow town is how they treat every quarter. Like, I'm just going to give them shittier stuff and yeah, they're going to take it. But it's it. like they come back every time the season changes and pretends like they never did it. Yeah, they also gaslight everyone. Right, right. <laughs> By the way, my hope is that Wizards somehow figures out not to do that. And instead, we get like three release sets a year. That's it. And during formats, they just ban a bunch of shit. You know what? I would settle for go back to the system when I was a child. That's it. Literally, just go back to regionals, states, nationals, old school worlds, old school pro tours. Give us JSS back. If they literally just went back to that old business model, make Magic 1998 again. No, dude, man. Yeah, let's go back to when I was when I was a child. And uh, let's see, it was a call in for the first pro tour. You just called into the phone number to sign up. Okay, not that far back. We, oh, we man, don't need to go back on. to the early nineties. All right, <laughs> we we need to. 2000s. That was when it was peak, in my opinion. The early 2000s when they were just like, hey, we'll help you. Don't put it towards college this time. I don't know. Make it like a computer or some shit no, for streaming. No or just give them a fully loaded arena account. You That's what they should do. Fully loaded arena account is what you can win at a JSS. I think that should just... I think That'd be that fucking cool. The year's worth of that would be a nice just JSS giveaway instead of the boxes. But I still yeah. think you have to give to JSS the scholarships. It's just a really good move. I, I feel like it's just kicking them in the dick at this point. Like, thousand dollars it would have to be a lot better than that you that's know? what i mean like you can't you know, do it at a thousand and it was only 500 that was the thing it was mine always 500 mine was mine was a thousand mine was a g <laughs> wizards you sons of bitches right. so they wasn't peak when you did it then it, it, it i didn't even know that and it wasn't even just that you also got a box of every set to be released for the next year yeah oh we just got a box no, no, singular and, and that was you then you got prizes for in the, the mail when they came out and then you what? get prizes yeah, yeah prizes at oh the i store got too. wrecked i yeah. won three of those and i got fifteen hundred dollars in three boxes you so guys got that in every, one win right every time you won when we were in the jss you got yeah a thousand dollar scholarship you got a box of whatever was new they sent you the next three in them yeah the next three in the mail oh my god and and the only thing that wouldn't stack up is if you already had an invite, the invite went down one place. But you could just show up and eat everybody's lunch. There were, there were some, uh, after I was aged out of the JSS, there were some folks at the card store who were JSS age. And since I was playing a lot then and often on pro tour stuff, I'd give them like, here's your deck, go play this. And then they'd be nice and give me like a kickback. I'd get a few boxes because no, just play this deck, you'll win. And they kept doing it. <laughs> That, that was a sound strategy. It's actually part of how I won my first one was somebody handed me it. Cause I was like, I don't know. And they're like, Oh, it's at the store today. Like this is literally happening today. And I'm like, Oh, this will win. <laughs> what, do, what do I do though? Like, I, I don't know magic. And there's like, anyway, here's this deck with uh, troll ascetic and uh sort of fire and ice. Have fun kid. Yeah. That's about how I got sent in. Is, you know, they hand me like, you know, like a little cardboard sword and a little cardboard shield. And yeah. you just muck around with all the other kids that have like boogers on their faces, you know, and your, your mild sophistication means that they stand no chance, even though you're just a complete fucking dirtle. Yeah. My JSS was not that like that. You did not have everybody there was in there because it was up to age 18. Oh, so they dropped was, that for us. Yeah. <laughs> that was like 16 yeah, or 17 for us. The cutoff was when you turned 16, you were out. That was it, yeah. Or was, but, it, or was it 16 they moved to? It started at 18. No, no, it, it was. It was up to 18 okay. at some point, And then... I thought it was. Then, then a world like, champion was no, fucking 17. <laughs> that, this was years before that, though. Yep. This was years this before This is that. still the 90s, man. I think John uh, Finkel was the reason they changed. Because there were, there were t older teenagers who were, were just playing the Pro Tour instead. Yep, because they decided uh, uh, you have the choice to do this one so or this it one. It like, wasn't a good look for it. So yep. they, they cranked it back down <laughs> to like pre-driving age. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. I, I still have fond memories of this uh, Blanchwood armor on a troll aesthetic. And my opponent had, had was the other one that got handed a deck. And it was blue control with Vidalcan shackles and Maloku. So they had three Vidalcan shackles. And I'm just beating their teeth in because troll aesthetic can't get hit with it. Oh, that you was were a, so happy. It was great. They were crying yeah, at the end of the match. Loku can just make a creature and block it every turn. It'd be great if they remembered that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Earn that L. <laughs> yeah, this, this is going back to the snot face versus 
fucking paper sword and shield thing. I think I ultimately had a, a sword of fire and ice, aka Sophie, on it, which would have gotten through Maloku's tokens anyway. Pro blue. Good old oh, Sophie. Man, I missed that. Standard once upon a time. I wish it was still in standard. That card was so much fun. The new sword looks cool. It looks cool, but I don't know if it's good enough. It looks. Wait, really which good. which one of you is the one that was uh, pro white and black idea. using a draw new deck? Um, I was. I thought that, I was that old was enough to buy alcohol. I think when Drawn was because yeah, it was that five casting cost like that might have been Drawn Legend. Okay, because there were three of them. One was a troll ascetic. One was that spirits deck with Ghost Council, and I don't remember the third. Okay, it might have been that. Okay. I don't remember. It's been such just a long flashbacks time. to man. That's back in the day when what's my win con? This card. I kind of like yeah. substantially <laughs> dropped Singular. magic when I was thirteen, <laughs> and then just didn't pick it up again until I was out of high school. <laughs> Yeah, you know, band life. Yeah. Got to play music. Have fun. You it's run out time. of time. I'm so glad it's on computers now so I can do both. Yeah. <laughs> and, and of course, uh, Darth Skitham also plays. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, half the time, it's, it's one of those things where I'll just sit and take a dump and play Magic. Like, why not? It's on my phone. I'm pretty sure that's how most people use their phone for that. That's, that's probably... Your phone? I thought you were playing against, like, your dog or something. <laughs> It's like, who who else could you get to stand in the bathroom with you while you take a dump and like play magic? Can you imagine like playing paper magic with somebody and they're just sitting on the edge of the tub and you just, you have diarrhea or something. That's dedication That's to the like, game. Nobody Horrible. even addresses it. It's just happening. I could see that at like prep for pro tour and somebody gets diarrhea and they're like, we're going to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Dedication. Yeah. <laughs> this, this the guy sitting so on the horrible. edge of the tub would have like a clothespin over their nose. Or <laughs> put that shit under uh, on your lip for, you know, when you got to be around corpses or whatever. Yep. And, and people think I'm kidding, but I could totally see that happening. I'm not kidding. I, I don't think you're kidding at all. <laughs> the, the play test sessions that people got into it's, it's wild. It's like it, it's like doing meth or how I imagine doing meth. Except also, if you do enough meth, you'll win even more meth. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of pizza and beer bottles and cans strewn about during those. I mostly remember the chain smoking. You know what I mean? Like, we usually ended up at somebody's house where you could smoke inside, and then it was incessant the whole time. Because you're sitting there like, all right, what's going on? What's going on? Click, 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 click. You know, like, flip the cards, click the cigarette, flip the cards, flip the cigarette. Just back and forth. 12 hours goes by, you need another pack. Probably less than that, frankly. That, those were those were Between fun. Between rounds, everyone's going out for cigarette. Cigarette number two, because the round's still going long. Come on, guys, finish. Right. How much we got left? Have another cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's out here having cigarette matches over. Well, we'll be in a few minutes. Sorry. <laughs> but it, basically, everybody smoked their cigarette until somebody loudly announced out the door, like, next round's paired. And okay. then everybody well, was, drop it and roll. for years. That's at any <laughs> tournament. <laughs> The Mastodoniest concert ever. That got so many teenagers smoking. <laughs> it really did. It got it me. Got so many teenagers smoking. It hardcore got me. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be outside and like you want to talk to people and that's such a good excuse. Back in the day, at least, that was really where it was. Plus, I don't know. It, was, it felt like a rite of passage when I was younger. But now you can vape instead. Yeah. Oh, dude. The vaping is so brutal. Have you... Have you looked into much about how that works for people? No. It's horrifying health-wise. Well, I, who cares? Okay. I mean, like, we're comparing it to smoking. Fair enough. <laughs> who gives a shit? Um, for real. Like, do you want gravel or glass up your ass? <laughs> anyway. Gravel. It's, it's, it's kind of nuts, though, because when you, you know how many cigarettes you've had. Right. A cigarette ends, I, mean, I guess you could chain smoke and, like, lose track, but you know you lit another one. Right. And with vaping, there's not really a quantity to keep track of. You just keep that, going. That matters in any way except for refilling the reservoir. Right. So, but that's the other thing is like, there's not a minimum quantity either. Because if I were going to smoke a cigarette and just take a puff and put it out, like, yeah, I can do that. But I feel like a fucking idiot. Yeah. You know, and then it's like a stinky cigarette kind of. So you have to leave mm -hmm. it outside and maybe it blows away. It's not convenient. Right. But you can just take one little rip off your rig. Yeah. It's just one. But then they'll do it like... Four seconds later. How much nicotine have you like had? Like five minutes later and then take like a bunch of big rips. They have no idea how much they're consuming. Right. <laughs> and so what they wind up, it's nicotine, obviously, so they, they wind up consuming it <laughs> constantly. Right. In levels that are just insane Nick compared eating. to cigarette smoke, like where you would just roast your throat. Right. And, and, and like you would have to stop. Your body would shut you down otherwise. But, but. that doesn't happen with yep. this. So <laughs> when they cannot, like the, the 
withdrawal factor oh, from vaping. God. Is have you seen videos of people from on vape withdrawal? It's one of my favorite things to watch on. No, I've never seen it. It is it like they turn into toddlers. <laughs> they are just like screaming and someone's trying to be like, Walmart's not open after eleven anymore. And they're just like, I need it, I need it. <laughs> it like it's it's some crazy shit. Very funny. Oh, fantastic. I, I do like that the death stick vape pens at least have the advantage of you're going to stop because these are effective. <laughs> There's only so much you can hit you're before okay. you're going to go to bed. It, it self checks you. And I like that about them. I don't know. Personal Until thing. You build up an immunity. Well, every so often you got to take one of those like Lent weeks instead of months. Uh, no. <laughs> or just spend more money, I guess. I don't know. Here and there. Just, you know, like a day. I, I usually give myself about 72 hours to clean it out. Good for you. <laughs> 72 yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. sticks every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I can never count that. Mm. Like the the pause right. in that song. It's It's like, it's some weird number of beats. I didn't even think about it. I don't know. Have you ever heard that? And then you just kind of like want to drop right back in on the line. Right. But it's it's weird because I can I can count the space in fucking anything, but not that song. <laughs> Maybe it's just like a blank spot in my brain or something. But I've talked to other people about it that you know hear that song a certain number of times that the, and then just get it wrong every time. I want you to know this is how most of the world feels when they listen to Tool. Huh. <laughs> wow. It is though because I remember Excellent. the. Like the first time I listened to Tool, I'm like, oh, they're just going to do, and they completely changed the rhythm on me. And I was like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I thought I was just grooving to, you know what I mean? Like, you have to listen to the songs enough to know where the changes are coming or else you're just off, offbeat completely. But that's the beauty of Tool. Going back to the drafts, uh, the pros so far have really pushed and said, don't draft blue. It's a fucking draft no matter what. Wrong. And uh, there's one broken blue deck but you have to have all the pieces. So basically they're saying one person at the table at most gets blue. Everybody else should just stay the fuck out of it completely. It actually looks pretty easy to splash in. Rectamundo. Because there's, there's the two, uh, the two mana common that you can search your library for a, a basic and put it on top when it ETBs. And it's also a toxic creature. Yep. There's a two mana artifact creature. That's a toxic creature that you can tap it and pay two life for any color. There's that artifact for two mana that ETBs and you draw a card and then it can filter your mana. Yeah. And there's Terramorphic Expanse, all at common. And then there's Bushwhack at Uncommon and a few others that also Flash serve. Lands and Green itself has a few cards that tap for mana. And, and then, of that. course, there's the, the Fast Lands at Rare and you, sometimes you just get them. Yeah. I mean, three, three color decks are pretty easy to do if... If you, I think if you like, if you, if you're careful and you think it might happen, yep. those pieces are easy to get. Sure. And some of them are just good anyway, because it's so important to make your land drops. I, I think in this format, I believe in 18 mana sources, which to me means 18 lands if you don't have a creature that makes mana. Okay. Or if you have a creature that makes mana, it counts as like a half, maybe. Okay. After me have, doing two drafts with 16 lands. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tried 16, like it, you get rewarded for the spheres. Because you've got time to do it. So the, the, the upper drops happen kind of like the last draft format. We get to five, six mana things, sure. seven mana things. As long as you make the land drops, but there's there'll be time in between while you're getting up to your, you know, six mana, seven mana thing where it's easy to just drop these tapped lands and then <clears throat> do your kind of awkward, you know, two drop, three drop that were stuck in your hand. <coughs> there. Uh, some of the other pieces that I've seen the pros talking about have referred to uh, exactly the concept we were discussing where if you get early corrupted, the game's on easy mode. Yeah. And they basically said there are two viable strategies that they tend to see as the primary strategies of the format. You either go heavy into oil or you go heavy into toxic corrupted. If you do toxic corrupted, you need to have a deck that's hitting corrupted by turn four on average. And you want to hit all the low one to two drops as your early picks to ensure that you have like those crawling whatever fucking one ones. And the, the mites. Right. And the first strike, the two twos and all that. You know what I mean? Like you just go for one and two drops as hard as you can. And then the payoff cards later, because nobody's going to draft the payoff cards early until they have all those early pieces. Eh. So it's, it's Maybe. interesting. I did see a broken red and blue deck. Uh, that was the thrumming bird. And then there's that one, one in red. 
that has haste as a 1-1 one, one and gets an oil counter whenever you cast a non-creature spell then taps to ping opponent. Yeah. And so they were playing proliferate cards in blue with it and playing eight of that red 1-1 one, one, and I got blown the fuck out. So it was just take one, take two, take three, take four. That was amazing. There's there's a common, or not, not a common, it's an uncommon. Uh, that's Golgari, not Golgari, Jesus. Uh, green, red, Gruel. Mm-hmm. Gruel and four for a 5-5 five, five Vigilance. And it's, its mana cost is, I think it has affinity for equipment. Uh, oil. Yeah, affinity for oil. Yeah, and it enters and, and deals damage to every creature. It, yeah, pings the opponent's board for one. That card is so fucking good. I, it was there are I, so many X1s in this format. It's insane. Yeah, there are. It's insane. I got to live the dream with that uh, last yesterday, last night, because I, I got to play that on turn four because of the oil counters, and then I got to use that Nahiri's uh, sack the creature and divide the damage based on mana value. Oh. So I blew up all the one ones, and then I blew out the rest of the board with that the next turn. That felt amazing. Yep. The, that Nahiri's uncommon, I saw that go like 13th pick twice. Yeah, it, it does not get drafted regularly. I, I mean, I, that's an awesome combo between those two, and I did draft that deck earlier. Yeah. And it boy, it works. I I ended up actually only going, I think, four and three with it because I drafted two of those fucking My Claws uh, rares, the 4-4 four, four for three. White Claws? My Claws. White, white, like like uh, peach flavored? Yeah. Or mango? Gruel flavored. Gruel flavored. Dude, the peach ones are fucking nuts, though. Not lying. Fair enough. Lying. Fair enough. I don't do gut rot, so no more for me, but yeah. No, you, you rot Give it, it time. <laughs> I'm not a rot priest, which by the way, I they called it poison ivy. I still contend we should make up a Catholic joke a little bit harder because it has rot priest. And it's venerated rot priest. Like we're it's a priest that's toxic. How is this not a Catholic joke? Actually, I I feel like it would be sicker if it was thought priest and then you just did like the the sexy nun treatment to a priest. Uh. Like grinding a stripper pole or something. <laughs> Fair enough. He is of the land. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. and of the god. It's Legoland, unfortunately. <laughs> so anyway, the, the different archetypes that the pros really have pushed forth are just go for Toxic Corrupted, get green-white for that if you can, or there's white-black is also great if you can get it. And there's a few other iterations that are subpar but possible. Uh, gruel Oil is a is a real strategy. And I I didn't do great with mine, but I don't know that I drafted it particularly well. I definitely thought the format was slower than it actually is. They said, as far as things go, this is one of the fastest draft formats they've ever played. I was winning by turn six, and I was drafting in, uh, toxic decks. Just, I attack with toxic creatures. And that's what they were saying. is like <laughs> If you just draft the toxic decks, this is the fastest format you can play. <laughs> I think this format is a lot deeper, though. I yeah. agree. There are, like, there are so many interactions that or, are know, not going to present themselves right away. We're, we're scraping early. Slowly over time, like between... The different kinds of counters, the proliferate, the bonuses across versus like stuff that cares about equipment, stuff that cares about artifacts at all. There's so many overlaps and synergies that. Oh, so do you remember? Did you ever play um, the full Ixalan block draft format? No, no, I, I didn't fuck with it. So the, the full Ixalan, whatever that format was, I think it was only those two sets or whatever. Because was Ixalan a full block? Were there three? I don't remember. There was a pirate block. I knew there were two. I didn't Whatever. know about a third. The draft format at the end of pirate block. Right. That format. That really late in the format, um, some somebody or some people figured out that there was an Abzan deck that you could build out of commons that beat, that beat everything. <laughs> and it was bad. Like commons that no one wanted to take. Interesting. There was, and it was, it was based around substantially this um, creature for white and or I think that was a two five flying vigilance. Yeah. And just the removal in the format didn't really take it out. Ah. It was big enough that it could block basically everything except for the super bombs. Sure. And flying was such a premium in that format that nothing blocked it. Well, I mean, something could, but it would just they'd bounce off each other or it would kill it. Most of the flyers were like three threes or two twos. Ah. If they were at all. So you pump it up. But the thing is you'd wind up with like three or four of these, and that's why you'd win. <laughs> Because it could block everything all day and it would just keep bumping at the sky and they couldn't keep up with flyers. And there, you know, like any draft format in green and in white and in black, there's always a bad common that can kill anything. 
that right. no one takes. Right. But you make the game take forever, and he's just like, oh, you're bomb. Here's my six mana removal. Fuck you. <laughs> and these stupid creatures can block everything, and they'll just win. Right. And that emerged in the last couple of weeks of the format. Huh. And I don't think that that was a particularly deep format. It was just a weird fluke that happened. But this draft format feels deep as shit. I think there's going to be all kinds of crazy synergies that, that we're going to find by going after it really hard. Mm. And, and like the hive mind starting to pull this apart. And like just these accidental gear clicks that are going to happen across all these mechanics that are so similar. I'm guessing there's going to be a bunch of strategies that are if you've pulled these three cards in your first pack, you can now pivot into this because this is a viable type instead of just right. actual functions like, no, you're going to need two cards of this oil and one of this toxic and this card in there, and this creates its deck itself. That's what I'm expecting to see. Fair. Which is, Fair. it's really fun when a format does that. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's like some cards that are good enough without having corrupted enabled. Mm. Like the, the one that is the sorcery and it makes a 3-3 with toxic. And if they're corrupted, you can flash it back. Shoot, I'm pretty sure there's a, a mono that's, green deck that's just not even drafting a plan, just drafting good green kind of faddish things that's viable. Well, I'm saying like that, that the fact that it does that and you have access to it, when it's, you're never going to poison the opponent out just by that. But between that and having proliferate happen occasionally with spider, you know, that you wind up sacking or something like that. Sure, sure. Um, you, you proliferate up to corrupted. And then it just turns on this late game component of this card. And it gives you like a little more card advantage. I think there's going to be enough things that just interact that way to, to pull together these interactions on the fringes. Well, you know, shout out to the R&D department at Wizards for being the only amazing thing that that company does these days. Because they do keep putting out bangers of sets. really hot too. Yeah. Great art, banger of a set. Like, they do put out the good crack to go with all the shit. It's some real good crack. That's, That's the problem. Real good crack. That's the problem. Now, uh, draft wise, any other strategies you guys fucked with? Uh, seriously, I try to stick mostly to black blue is where I'm looking at right now because blue, there's really? great removal. Well, there's great removal. Well, not like great, but viable removal in blue right now because no one's using that enchantment. That's two blue and one. Uh, it comes into play. It taps a creature. If it's untapped. And it doesn't untap during uh, the upkeep, and it proliferates. There's a there's a neat black blue that you can draft most of the time that you're just like poisoning people deck, and then you like that gold black blue guy that's it's just an easy one to grab mid time because early people can't grab it too. You can plan in for that. I think you could also get green in that mix either way. Yep, you can split. You can easily splash a third color because that artifact, the little two one guy that also has toxic. Interesting. Yeah, you you easily play a, a black solid base and then a, a mid splash into something not an even a black splash. And then you can also splash a card or two out of another color. If you can connect with it a couple of times, Thrumming Bird is sort of nuts. Yes, that that was the backbone of that blue-red deck. That was insane because the oil counter is getting proliferated. Just fucking bonkers with that card. Blue, blue, yeah. It just It's sort of is like the Power Stone thing. How In the last set, there were cards that you would play anyway, but they would just drop a Power Stone. Right. Blue, It's it kind of feels like that. There's the enchantment removal that just kind of drops a proliferate. Right. There's like Thrumming Bird's just good. Right. And oh shit, there, there's like a an impulse, like an impulse for three. Experimental augury, I want to call it that proliferates. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's anticipate with proliferate. Right. That's that's a card that's kind of borderline good enough to play in some draft decks in most formats. You're okay with that being your twenty third card, you know? Yeah. Especially if you've got some counters, then you want one. Sure. Isn't there also a uh blue like two blue and three? Draw three cards, one that if you, if they're corrupted, it costs less. Yeah, if, if yeah, they're it's corrupted, like really it's good. one mana. Oh, it's just one? It's a it, one mana draw two if they're one corrupted. One draw two, okay. Yeah, it's two and a blue like, otherwise. Yeah, like that's that's a strong card for the blue-black thing. Just yep. I, was ho I was hoping they'd make it a full ancestral so people would really go after it. That, that would probably be pushing it too much. <laughs> I know, but then all of a sudden older formats start looking at Infect again like, I don't know. <laughs> We could have like five ancestrals. I think you could. I think you could do it if it was if they're not corrupted. It's like blue and four, but if they are corrupted, it's blue. I hope they push that the next time they bring infect out. Because that would be interesting too. Although this, I mean, this is like it's thought cast for infected. Yeah, that's. I mean, we we played thought cast very happily. One blue for two cards is still yes. bonkers. 
Yeah. And actually got uh, one of the decks I was fucking around with in Explorer had a different variant on that. Whereas if you have a human and a non-human, so you ran it in the 8GZ yep. deck with young uh, Third Path Iconoclast and young Pyromancer because those were humans that created non-humans. Mm-hmm. So then you just auto-turned it into single blue draw two. Yep. And so you ran four of those in that list. And it was bonkers. Is Infect still a thing in modern? Because yeah, having it, thought cast seems like it would be good. It's modern or pioneer. I can't remember, but yes. It's got to be modern. There's not enough shit in pioneer to okay. support it. Then it is. Then I couldn't remember last time. They I banned out the in, broken parts. still completely a thing. Yeah, they just banned out Blazing Shoals shit. Well, They're like, you don't get to win on was, turn two. Right, right. But, but like, you know, the protect the queen sort of strategy. Yeah, the vines of old You're trying to get them turn three, but like a typical winning game is more like turn four. Mutagenic growth becomes. Right. Deal four, basically. Yeah. Those were, that was a fun deck for me. And now the Rot Priest has come out to enhance that. Yeah, dude. It seems if that deck having access to Thoughtcast seems wild. And Rot Priest. Yeah, and Rot Priest. Yeah. All of a sudden, targeting alone is going to fuck with you. And we'll see. And that's what we're going to see is if the deck can't emerge then. But unfortunately, there aren't any big modern things interesting. What about the missteps, the the counter, the counter spell? Is that minor misstep? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is that being used anywhere yet? No. I don't expect to see it outside of Vintage, really. It's very narrow. Vintage seems like the best place for it, but then Vintage, your mana is so tight anyway, I don't know if it's too narrow even for Vintage. I hadn't really stopped to think about all the one mana spells I would love to counter. Or less. Right. But I think we, it seems better in Legacy, actually. Really? It, well, I bet it would be good one in cast, Modern. There's a lot of one casting cost stuff. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. You don't have moxes. Dude, being able <laughs> you to, do have brainstorms. Being able yeah. to one for one counter a thought seize would be enormous too. If it cost blue or friction, if it was a fixed mental misstep, I'd be in for it. But having to, you know, like all you have to be is on the draw and you're fucked. I mean, if it was broken, it'd be broken. But like, <laughs> I agree with you there. But are you just trying to rationalize mental misstep again? Right? Well, it's it's not mental misstep, which is it's banned and, or restricted and vintage. But like, well, it would be better too because it gets zero finally. These these old <laughs> formats though, like casting one mana spells on turn two, three, four is still a big fucking deal, because yeah. they are things like lightning bolt or swords to plowshares or brainstorm, or soul ring, or pithing needle. Like I, I think an analysis needs to be performed. That seems really good to me. Just one for one in cards that are really, really powerful. Unfortunately, the deck it makes better is probably the deck that's already a huge problem in Legacy, which is the blue-red uh, Merktide deck. Because they're just going to look at that and go, yay, Swords to Plowshares can get fucked. And that, only, and that deck was already a huge problem. Yeah, it was already a huge problem for everybody that this deck was around. To the point where that's the one that everyone's been asking for bans for over a year, and Wizards is like, it's not going to happen, man. We're leaving the Delver deck. I'm starting to dig it in the idea of it in Vintage because it can hit Pyroblast. Yeah. It it can hit all kinds of valuable shit already. There's a lot of great zeros. Vampiric Tutor is still a thing. Dark Ritual. Seal is still a thing. Dark Ritual. There's so many. Oh, my God. You can counter Dark Ritual. You can counter all of the tutors. It's going to go to the store and buy those. (laughs) They're going to be like 25 cents still. Yeah, uncommons can still can still, still cost like money, I guess. They can, but that one I don't expect to jump up real quick because it's not a it's not a commander card. You know what I mean? It's not a commander card. That's what you think. Uh, you you're you're not thinking deeply enough. Counterspells are a thing in commander. Everything is a thing when in commander. When you have four people, how the fuck are you gonna play a counterspell deck? Actually, there are good counterspell decks. Yeah. How? You have three other players you have to counter shit from. You're not drawing that many cards. I, yet it happens. Yeah, it's and it, I feel like you have to do a ton of negotiating in that scenario. No, no, this is not negotiation. No. This is just people playing. You're like the DM. You're just like, you don't get to do that, but you get to go there. No, but most, you don't most get to go there. Don't even negotiate no, during the volume these. of cards that can be drawn yeah. in commander is preposterous. Man. You know what Ristic Study is? Yeah. <laughs> I know this. Yeah. Do you know what Mystic Remora is? I do. I do. It's actually a vintage card, too. They're commander cards as well. Like uh-huh. the, the amount of cards one can draw in commander is preposterous. Counter spells are good. Fair. People have a bomb. You know what happens with that bomb? You counter it. <laughs> Especially when they have a, a combo based deck around their commander and like you just need to deal with that. And think about this, like you're not making a deal, but 
if you got down an early threat, you could kill the person. You could you and everybody else could go kill the person playing counter spells, or you can just let them counter other people's big bombs they're threatening and keep pinging at those other people. I saw that strategy. Uh, cardboard <laughs> crack, who I, I love their shit. They have so much fun. And still one of the best comics. And it's about a game I love, right? They they had a t shirt they were selling that said Ristic Buddy for your friend who's gonna sit next to you and remind you of Ristic Study triggers. That works. I loved it. I think forgetting Ristic Study triggers is part of the charm of of Commander. You because cast a lot of people spell? play it not sober, you know. That's true. I mean, I, I don't know why you would play Commander sober. It's made to be played not intoxicated. A, in no, my there's, a, there's a lot of people that don't play with the game store crowd. Yeah, yeah. They gather mistake. They gather once to twice a week, and they will play for six to eight hours. And that's what they'll do. Yeah, bring death sticks. Sounds amazing no, with death sticks. No, they, they don't. They, they don't get. They don't do that. If the point isn't to be competitive and win, why aren't you like a little inebriated? You know what I mean? Like, what's the point? Having fun. But you could be having so much more dopamine. Well, yeah, like last time we were in <laughs> Vegas, we all did that. We all got smashed. Well, why don't you snort mediate, cocaine but... while you play then? <laughs> because I don't want to ruin future dopamine. <laughs> That's the problem with coke. It ruins the future dopamine. Your argument is strangely flawed. How's it flawed? I'm, I want dopamine for life. I only want the happy things when I want my happy things situationally, but the other people not doing them at choices things, no. Come on, people can just go play the game without getting fucked up. All right, we'll tell the kids. <laughs> That's not true. The kids are the ones that are fucked up, typically. Now, if you're going to Rochester draft, you get fucked up. That, that I'm going to say, is a rule. Speaking of somebody who was so high <laughs> that uh, I believe Camden Tays had to negotiate my return to a game store because I was oh, yeah, too I high did. to play. I did. I did. <laughs> I, wow. I, I think I played a Kaiga as a land. And then, like, refused to acknowledge it wasn't an island. Yeah, it was. It was. It was disgraceful. It was hilarious. How could you be the, how well, I fell out of my oh seat my laughing because I realized it was a Kaiga, and my opponent was like, "What are you doing?" And I was just, I was completely out of it. I was the happiest I've ever been in my life. That's the level I was at. It was fantastic. You but, were also like fifteen. Yeah. So the store owner was like, "What? The, what the fuck?" <laughs> this fifteen-year-old in my store is obviously astoundingly high <laughs> if he kicked you out he would have to fucking rake you off the ceiling first back back in the day a fairly common event at least for the people i traveled with when you hit up the event there was usually a bar within you know a blocker so of wherever the venue was True, so between rounds you went over and you went ahead and hit uh hit drinks until the next round's about to start and you went back and that's that's you do that for the six seven or plus rounds you remember the That's dwarf magic. You remember the GP <laughs> of stuff. Uh, shattering spree though? Take the shot glasses and just shatter them and yell shattering spree. What? That GP? I don't know. I think it was GP Hoth one or two. I can't remember which. But it was a bar where that was the ongoing joke is that we were gonna take the shot glasses and smash them and yell shattering spree. I think I missed oh, that I one. We're talking about that. Yeah, we never did it, but it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the mental image of doing such a thing. It was like the ultimate version of Thor's Another. I think it was partially one of those things where you just like, you wind up so sleep deprived. Yeah. Because you kind of stay up later than you mean to, either thinking or playing or both. <laughs> and then, you know, you wake up early for the same fucking reason. Yeah. And by the time it's it's afternoon, you're a little delirious. I, I like and, to... And it, like everything is funny in a different and insanely funnier way. I would I would super pound booze so that I would just be able to fall asleep and then I'd wake up the next morning and I know I know that that was not out of my system. But I wasn't driving, so you know. I love that these GPs, at least to me, felt like I was going on a sleepover somewhere for three days and nobody's parents were there. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> what it was. Like just grown men getting to relive that 12 year old mentality of like, we're going to go play all the games. Nobody's going to ruin our fun time. We live. We never stop. Yeah. What, what are you talking about, man? It's just like, yeah, you, you know, you're not going to get fucked with. It's amazing. It was amazing. I, that's the part I miss most about the GPs is it's kind of like you took a vacation, but you got to take the one you wanted to take, not the one you had to take with your family. GPs are awesome. You know, are those, are we getting that back? In some I think form? so. I believe so. They said that crazy. Just go to Minnesota, man. People like elk. I don't want to go. 
I'm, I am. Why would I go to Minnesota when Wisconsin's right there? <laughs> That's a fair point. They also like elk. Like, do you want to go to the Shire? Or, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's Mordor, but like maybe, <laughs> maybe Rohan, you know? Like, there's cool shit to do in Rohan, but those motherfuckers are kind of uptight compared to the Shire where everyone's like, oh, it's a fucking Wednesday. Let's eat cheese and be drunk. I don't know. <laughs> those motherfuckers, Wisconsin gets it. Wisconsin definitely is the Shire. Yeah. Shire over everything. <laughs> uh, this is this is what I love about the Midwest. These these states, they seem so similar, and yet they all have very specific identities, like Ohio is the dumpster fire, and we just live with that. And then you have the Shire in Wisconsin. Isn't Ohio like the Florida of the Midwest? Is that is it? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, Nebraska's weird because I think they're the, the inbred cousin. State. They're the inbred cousin. Well, I think of the they're, just anti, they're think I have, they're surrounded or almost surrounded by states that allow drugs. Yes, they are like the last <laughs> bastion of red standing against the tide of drugs. I feel like a lot of heat is about to come off of Iowa now that we don't have the caucuses anymore. Yeah, we might finally get our fucking be, pick of the litter. There's so many strange things that oh, could occur. We're like the crazy state, you know? <laughs> like, if if all the states were members of Congress, I think Iowa probably is Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> oh, oh I, that right? hurts my soul. If, if Iowa was a member of Congress, Iowa would be Marjorie Taylor Greene. Like, we always pick the craziest Republican. We did have the worst Stephen King for a long time. Yeah, Ooh. we Ooh. had a, a Nazi yeah. Like a Nazi, straight up Nazi. That just couldn't lose. And and people, I don't know. You know, he's already there. He's an incumbent. <laughs> what am I going to do but vote for him again with a smile on my face? We have a governor who has the longest string of gubernatorial wins and will probably never be broken in history. Yo, okay, if you're listening to this outside Iowa, we have a governor who had a bunch of DUIs, right? And um, <laughs> we we tried to pass medical and, and our our super conservative legislature did and our governor vetoed it because she's an alcoholic. <laughs> she vetoed medical weed because she's an alcoholic and then the pandemic hit and she executive ordered to allow open carry or not oh, no. to be able to like take cocktails to go. Yes. Cocktail yeah. Three DUIs later yeah. still thought that was a cool move. <laughs> no medical marijuana because I have DUIs and I'm an, an alcohol addict but we need cocktails to go, which I'm in favor of but like Oh my God, it's nuts. It's, it's We're the Marjorie just... Taylor Greene of the country. We fucking are. I'm happy at least we're not responsible for the Marjorie Taylor Greene. Right, but like the heat is off now because the caucuses won't be here. Mm -hmm. And then why would anyone pay attention to us then? So yeah. like our crazy will go unnoticed. The, the notice for, Good. for Iowa's, <laughs> hey man, uh, for Democrat side, did are you? do you have a history of supporting farm subsidies? Yeah, you're good. Okay, moving on. If you take politics I out of it, like we're, we're just slipknot and corn. You know, and that's pretty cool. And the world doesn't have to know that we're the Marjorie Taylor Greene of the states. That's true. That's true. We do get to have Slipknot and goddamn. We'll develop something yeah. else weird. I'm sure we will. And we, we also, wait, wait, we're, we're forgetting the, the butter sculptures. That is, that's a legit Iowa thing. What? The butter cow and all that. What the, the Iowa bloody State fuck Fair. are you talking I'm about? Just kind of that like biggest this, biggest that oh. sort of shit. We, I think we have the biggest frying pan somewhere. What? <laughs> Of course we do. I think we've got the biggest fake fucking strawberry. We do. We definitely do. <laughs> I've gone by that one. Point. Yep, I've gone by it. <laughs> it is large. I'll give them that. That that era of Americana where people are just like, oh, I, I think I could be the one to shove the most quarters up my nose. We all know the person who holds that record. <laughs> yeah. God, the Guinness Book of World Record era was wild too because as a kid you were trying to think of the weirdest shit you could do to get put in there. And not have to really compete against anybody else. What did you try? <laughs> I I didn't. I didn't. I, but I remember having conversations because, you know, we were young when we were getting into it. It was like fourth grade. So we're talking to each other like, I don't know, this would be pretty funny. And then we'd look it up and it'd be in there already. Dude, there's like planking on top of an elephant's back. Yeah. I mean, that's a thing. Yeah. It's just <laughs> Many wild. years have gone by. <laughs> and Guinness isn't as drunk anymore. So that book of records is definitely going to get smaller. Uh. All right. Anything else we need to talk about in the new set? I got I got nothing else for for like draft or standard right now. It looks sick. I don't know. I, yeah, it looks fucking dope. All right, death sticks have fully kicked in. Mine you're has gone a, blank. You're a sick. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call it for the uh, evening on this one. 
Bye, 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 Miss American Pie.